You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Well, hello, hello, my wonderful friends. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. I am so excited you all to debut a brand new season. We are now in season seven of the podcast. I cannot believe that we are already in season seven. Seven is absolutely my favorite number, and it's my favorite number for many reasons. But seven, if you didn't know, signifies completion. And while we are nowhere near this podcast being at a point of completion, I think that we are kind of rounding the bend. We are moving into a different stage or a different, um, just a different leg in the race of the podcast. I think I told you guys a few weeks ago that this podcast has literally doubled in listenership over the last couple of weeks. And every single time I look at the podcast stats, I'm just so humbled and so grateful and so honored that so many of you are loving this podcast. And speaking of that, I want to read to you all our latest podcast review. This podcast review came in on Apple Podcasts, and it is from Miss Mel 2002. And she says, I really enjoy your podcast, Dana. It has really touched on pretty much everything my relationship has been through. I appreciate your advice and being so open and real. Keep them coming, beautiful. Thank you so much, Ms. Mel. I appreciate that very much. And I will do my absolute best to keep being real, to keep being honest, to keep bringing you all content that is actually helping you in your relationship. So again, if this podcast has meant anything to you, if you like Ms. Mel, 2002, or anyone else who's left a podcast review, if this podcast has meant something to you, I would love to hear from you. So you can shoot me a DM on socials, or you can just go over to Apple Podcasts and write a review of your own. All right, you guys. Well, like I said, we are in season seven, and we are kicking off a brand new series. This series is called Communication 101. Now, I actually got my degree in communications. I am a huge communications believer. I believe that so many of our problems would be solved if we would just learn how to communicate better. And raise your hand if you have ever had a problem with communication in your relationship, right? Like every one of our hands should be raised. I have both my hands up right now. Because the truth of the matter is, when people say things like, well, we just divorced because we didn't communicate, or we broke up because we never communicated, That, my friends, is not true. You see, we all communicate all the time, whether you realize it or not. I've said this before on the podcast, but the silent treatment, that's communication. You're communicating what? I don't want to talk to you right now. I don't have anything to say. You are not worth my time, basically. And so we need to understand that we are always communicating. And most of our communication is actually nonverbal. I have a dog, and we're always kind of making fun of the dog. Y'all, I don't like dogs. I know. Don't write me any emails. Do not, like, you know, hate on me because I'm not a dog lover. I'm not, like, you know, talking about my fur babies and all that nonsense. I have a dog, and my dog is in here on a wing and a prayer, okay? I'm not an animal person. I've never been an animal person. My parents did not believe in vets. My parents did not believe in proper nutrition for animals. And my parents did not believe in having dogs inside the house. So we were like the worst dog owners when I was growing up. My dogs barely had names, literally. (laughs) They were not a part of our family. 
So I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this to these poor animals. I'm not a big dog person. Don't want dogs. Well, guess what? I have four kids. So guess who lost? Yeah, me. So I have a dog and I look at that dog every day like, why do I have an animal inside my house right now? Why am I paying X amount of dollars for this dog to have nutrition and to be taken to the vet and have all these things that my pets did not have growing up? So anyway, with my dog, I tolerate him. Now, I I, I do like low-key. I do love the dog, okay? Like, he barks when people are outside. I appreciate that. He lets us know, like, if there's danger nearby. I appreciate it. And the fact is, y'all, my dog loves me. Like, when I come home, he runs up to me every single time, even though I don't pet him. Even though I'm not like, oh, my God, I've missed you so much. Like, I'm just like, hi. You know, and I keep walking. This dog loves me, you guys. He Like, dogs give people unconditional love. They really do. If you have a dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I do get convicted. The Holy Spirit's like, Dana, stop being mean to that dog. Because there's going to be dogs in heaven. It is. It's in the Bible. Read it. And so I'm like, if my dog dies and goes to heaven, and when I get up to heaven, he's going to be like, why you treat me like that? Like, you weren't even nice. That wasn't even necessary. But with my dog, I can say things to him like, Cash, you are just the stupidest little thing in the world, aren't you? And you know what he'll do? He'll come running up to me and wagging his tail because he's not listening to what I'm saying. He's listening to how I'm saying it. The same is true if I was like, I love you. Get out of here. I love you so much. My dog would run away from me afraid because, again, he's not listening to what I'm saying. He's listening to how I'm saying it. And so I'm telling you all this because many times in our relationships, we get so caught up on what we are saying and what our partner is saying, and we forget the 93% part of communication, which is actually nonverbal. So your tone, your timing, the way that you say things, your body language, all of these things matter so much more than what you are actually saying. So because I'm a communication major and because I absolutely love, love, love everything about communication, I wanted to dedicate an entire podcast series on helping you all to be better communicators in your relationships. Now, let me give you a caveat and say that even though I love communication, I myself am still growing in my own communication because you can know a thing, but then you always have to, first of all, understand that the way that you communicate with different people is important. I have to communicate a specific kind of way to Sean that might be different than the way that I communicate to my coworkers or to my children. There are certain nuances that Sean has that don't belong to anybody else, right? Like there's certain things that I might say to Sean that he might get offended by or maybe he doesn't like that that doesn't necessarily carry over into other relationships. So I can't just put like a blanket on all my relationships and be like, well, this is just how I talk. This is just how I am. This is how I communicate. And so if this person doesn't like it, then they just need to deal with it. Well, you can do that if you want to, but your relationships are going to suffer. So it's better to study the person that you're in relationship with, to ask questions, and to elicit feedback. Now, some of your feedback is going to be (laughs) non-intentional, meaning you're going to say something and your partner is going to give you feedback whether you ask for it or not. And then other feedback, you are going to have to intentionally ask for it. You're going to have to say, you know what? 
when I say such and such and such, I always notice that you shut down. Ask them about that. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I want to take a, a step back and I want to preview what we are going to talk about in this podcast series. So, so far, we've got nine episodes coming up in the series, and we are going to talk about communication before, during, and after a conversation, okay? So again, keep in mind that communication is not always verbal. We've got a lot of nonverbals, and we're going to have a whole podcast episode talking about nonverbals. So what we're going to talk about today is prepping for difficult conversations. So I want you to imagine yourself in the shower and you're going through the conversation that you're going to have before the conversation happens. I know y'all know what I'm talking about because y'all do it in the shower too. I do this in the shower all the time. I'm like, okay, and then we're going to have this conversation and I'm going to say this and then they're going to say that, but then I'm going to come back and I'm going to say this and they're not even going to know that I knew what they were saying. And then I'm going to say this and I'm going to have an answer to their solution or I'm going to have a question before, you know, like, am I anybody's house? Is anybody like that other than me? So what I want to help you to do is I want to help you to prepare for these difficult conversations because they are a coming, okay? If you have been in a relationship with anybody for longer than five minutes, you are going to have conflict eventually. And the best defense is a good offense. So if you have no idea how you are going to respond when things get a little dicey, when things get a little spicy, then guess what? You're going to probably fail in that conversation. So I want to help you to be able to prep to have a successful conversation. Now, I'm not talking about conversations like, where do you want to go out to eat tonight? I'm not talking about conversations like, what's the dream of your heart? Those are amazing conversations. Great. You need to have them. I'm talking about difficult conversations. I'm talking about conversations that you really don't want to have. Conversations that maybe you never thought that you were going to have. Conversations that you procrastinate and you put off because you're afraid to have them. And I want to help you to be able to come up with a game plan. See, this is what I do as a coach. I'm always helping people with plays, right? So just think about like in a basketball game, you can have the greatest players on the team, but if that team does not have the right plays, that team is not going to win the game. You can be the greatest person with the best intentions and the biggest heart, but if you don't know the proper plays and relationships, you are not going to be successful. So today we are going to talk about four things that you need to do when you are prepping for difficult conversations. But before we get into that, let me preview what you can expect over these next 10 episodes. So we're going to talk about becoming a better listener. We're going to talk about how to have effective I statements, you know, how to talk about you and your feelings and your desires and your needs. That's a really, really important episode. Can't wait to talk to you guys about that. We're going to talk about the benefits of the silent treatment. Some of y'all are like, yes, that is my episode. I love the silent treatment. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Some of the benefits of actually being silent. We are going to talk about words to say and words not to say. Because some of y'all are just saying the wrong words. Like, I know that we just said 93% of communication is nonverbal, but for the 7%, We need to talk about how to actually communicate. And then there's so, so much more. I'm just giving you a little tease as to what to expect. So I want you to invite a friend into these conversations. Take this podcast episode right now and click share. Share it in a text message. Share it in an email. Post it on your social media channels. Because I believe that as we journey over these next 10 episodes together, we are all going to grow up and we are going to grow 
in our communication. All right, so if you're ready, say I'm ready. All right, let's go. Hey, loves, are you ready to take your relationship to the next level? Now is the time for you to work with me as your personal relationship or marriage coach. Head over to DanaShea.com forward slash shop to see all the services I offer. From individual relationship coaching to premarital coaching or even couples coaching, there's something for everyone. Interested in group coaching? Our next Wife Life class is starting soon. So visit DanaShea.com forward slash shop. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash S-H-O-P to find a package that works best for you. There's something for everyone at all price points, from e-courses to personalized and private coaching. You'll find what you need at DanaShea.com forward slash shop. I look forward to working with you soon and helping you to thrive in life and in love. Okay, my friends. So let's go ahead and talk today in this first episode of this brand new series, Communications 101, we are going to talk about prepping for difficult conversations, okay? So I want to share with you all, Sean and I have been married for going on 23 years, and I thought that I was like the best communicator in the world before we got married because I'm not one to like stuff my feelings. If I'm feeling a certain kind of way, I'm happy to share that with you. And so when we got married... I had no idea that Sean and I were going to need to grow a lot in how we communicate it with each other. So I've had lots and lots and lots of years of experience with communicating the wrong way. And so my goal is to help you over the next 15 or 20 minutes that we have left in this podcast to avoid some of the mistakes that I made and to also clean up some of the mistakes that you're making right now. So we're talking about what do we do before the conversation? So. Key number one, you need to be able to have a clear purpose on why you want to have this conversation. So there's a problem that has arisen, right? How do you know which problems to address and which problems to just let go? The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. But what does that mean? Does that mean that love just covers everything and pretends that nothing is wrong and doesn't address anything? Well, we know that that can't be true because the Bible also talks about how to handle offenses. There's lots of places in the Bible that talk about how to handle an offense. So if we were intended to just simply overlook all the wrongs, well, God wouldn't have had to instruct us on how to overcome offenses. So the first thing that we need to understand is what conversations do I need to have and what conversations can I just let go? When you have decided, okay, this is not a conversation that I can let go, this is a conversation that we need to have, you need to ask yourself why. And this is kind of working backwards a little bit. Again, how do I know which conversations I need to have? Well, ask yourself, why are you having the conversation? So if my whole goal is to talk to Sean about something that he did that really ticked me off and I just want to vent and I just want to let him know, Well, that might not be a conversation that ever needs to be had. Maybe I need to go sit down somewhere, get my emotions under control, 
feel my feelings, as I'm always saying, right? Acknowledge my feelings, honor myself. Don't just ignore your feelings. But sometimes maybe you need to phone a friend, (laughs) right? Maybe you need to say, you know what? I need you to pray for me because right now I'm just, I'm spiraling. Or right now I am so upset. Maybe you need to go pray. How about that? Do you guys know how many conversations have been avoided because I simply took the time to pray? I simply said, Lord, right now, I want to say all kinds of four-letter words that are not in your holy scriptures, and I'm going to need you to get my tongue under control and help me to simmer down so that I do not destroy my marriage in one conversation. And more often than not, God changes me. He shows me stuff about me. It's not even about the problem anymore. It's about my response to the problem. And this is where marriage and relationships can be a beautiful discipleship tool When you allow yourself to pray about yourself and then you allow yourself to hear what God is speaking back to you about yourself. So ask yourself, what is the purpose of me even wanting to have this conversation? Do I want to clear the air? That's a good motive to have, right? Like, hey, we've got some conflict. I want to clear the air. Me personally, y'all, I I hate unresolved conflict. I don't mind conflict, but I don't like it to be unresolved. And so if I need to clear the air, that's a good motive to have a conversation. Maybe you need clarity on a certain topic or a certain issue or a problem that you're facing and you need clarity. That's a good reason to have a conversation. So make sure that you have a clear purpose before you even start the conversation. Ask yourself why. Because if you know your why, like we talk about this in entrepreneurship all the time, right? Like know your why, know your why, know why you're doing something so that it can sustain you. If you know why you're having this conversation, then that will anchor you when the conversation gets a little heated. You won't be like, fine, okay, fine, let's just stop talking about it. Because you're like, no, like we need to clear the air here. We need to address this conflict that's standing in the way of our unity here. And so we're going to stay at this conversation until we figure it out. We're not going to go off into separate rooms, slamming doors, because our why, our purpose is bigger than the challenge that we're facing right now. So number one, you need to have a clear purpose on why you are having the conversation. All right, number two, choose the best time to talk. You guys, timing is everything. Timing is everything. You need to know the person that you're having a conversation with. You need to know if this is a good time for them. So I'm a night owl, y'all. Like, I come alive at about 1130 at night, literally. I have so much energy at night. I just naturally come alive at night. Sean goes to bed at like 830. He is an old man. I'm telling you. He goes to bed so freaking early, so much so that, like, he goes to bed super early. And then by the time I come to bed, he's like, okay, you know, because he's going to wake up because he's got to get his loving time in, okay? But if I'm trying to have a conversation with Sean at midnight, which I have lots of ideas, like all my ideas come to me at around midnight. So I have all these amazing conversations that I want to have. I've I've gone over my day. I've thought about all the things that I want to talk to Sean about at midnight. And when we first got married, I would get so frustrated because the man would fall asleep on me. He would get upset. He would ignore me. And I was like, you are so rude. I don't understand why I'm trying to have this two-hour conversation with you at midnight and you are ignoring me. And the man had to get up at like four o'clock in the morning to go to work. So you need to know 
the perfect timing. And by perfect, I don't mean that all the stars have to align and the sun and the moon have to be just so. No, that's not what I mean. But what I'm saying is that if you're in a situation like me where you have an early bird and a night owl, there has to be some sort of compromise. So I have had to learn through the years that late night conversations, like long conversations, are not Sean's thing. All right. It's just not his jam. He's not being a jerk. It's just not it's he's not good at night in that sense. He's good at night for other things, <laughs> but not for that. OK. And so instead of me getting an attitude, like literally, I'd be like, well, hmm, I bet if I was coming in here with something else, you would be awake. That's childish. Right. Like I had to tell myself, Dana, stop being childish. He doesn't want to have long conversations at night. So think about timing. Are you you guys have heard the acronym, maybe HALT, H-A-L-T. Are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Are you tired? And I would even take it a step further to say, is your spouse or your partner, are they hungry? Are they angry? Are they lonely? Are they tired? Let's talk about lonely for a second. Because some people are lonely and they don't realize they're lonely. And so they act out. You need to understand what is the emotional quotient of your spouse or your partner in this particular time. So maybe they're not angry. Maybe they're lonely. Maybe they miss you. Maybe you've been distant. Maybe they feel disconnected from you. And so here you are trying to have this long conversation with them and they're not responding because they're like, yo, like I I haven't even spent any time with you. Husbands. This happens to husbands all the time. Well, they'll try to talk to their spouses, their wives about something. And the wife is so like disconnected because she's like, you have not even shown me any attention all week. So we need to understand that timing is everything. Avoid super busy times of the day. If your spouse has just come home from work, your partner is in the middle of something important, that's not the time for you to start trying to have a difficult conversation. If there's something more urgent, just before I started recording this podcast, Sean was in the middle of something work-related, and I came to him with something that I thought was really important that really had nothing to do with me. I thought it was going to benefit him, but he was like, this isn't a good time. Now, maturity says, okay, you know what? I'll come back in 15, 20 minutes. Immaturity says, well, fine. I guess that's more important than me, huh? And so sometimes, y'all, we just got to grow up. But think about what is the best timing. If you do this on the front end, you'll avoid getting your feelings hurt. You'll avoid an unnecessary offense. And then you can actually have the conversation at a good time. Now, if your partner says something to you like now is not a good time, then ask them, okay, when would be a good time? Don't just walk out of the room. Because then that conversation might not happen, especially if you didn't want to have the conversation in the first place. And you're like, oh, well, I tried. Nope. Ask them. Okay, when's a good time? And have them tell you, okay, what about tonight? What about tomorrow? What about in 15 minutes when I'm done with this work thing or whatever it is? But make sure that you are having this conversation at the most optimal time. All right. So number three, similar to number one. You need to decide what your goal is. What is the one thing that you want to resolve in this conversation? Y'all, I love to talk. I mean, I have a podcast for crying out loud. So when I am coming to Sean, and I keep speaking of Sean, obviously you can use these keys, these tips for any relationship. But when I'm talking to Sean, 
I have to ask myself, what is the one problem that I want to resolve here? I cannot give him a notepad of 10 of our marriage problems that I want to address in one conversation. That's just too much. I would just be doing the most, right? Too too much, too much in that one conversation. What is the one thing that I want to resolve? So maybe I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough affection. Okay, so I've already done step one. Is this a worthy conversation? Do I need to vent? No, okay, I'm actually feeling disconnected from him, which puts me in a vulnerable spot, which might bring up an offense or whatever, might open up a door for something that doesn't need to happen. So I need to be able to have this conversation with him. So yes, check. Purpose, yes. All right, now I'm coming to him at a good time. It's about seven o'clock. We've already eaten, so nobody's, you know, hungry or angry or none of that stuff hangry, right? We're in a good space emotionally. The kids are doing their thing. This is a good time. Great. Okay, now I'm asking myself, what's my goal? Is my goal to, again, throw a whole bunch of stuff at him and let him know what a horrible husband he's being? No, my goal is one thing. And that one thing is to solve the disconnection gap that I feel from him. So I am going to go into that conversation with that one goal in mind. My goal is by the end of this conversation, he can hear my heart that I am feeling disconnected, period, point blank. Now notice what I did not say. I did not say that my goal in this conversation is so that he can connect with me and so that he can start spending more time with me because now I'm setting myself up for disappointment. Why? Because I can't control him. What if he doesn't end the conversation the way that I want it to end? Well, then I would say that conversation was a fail. Instead of saying, what is my goal? My goal is to let him know that I am feeling disconnected, that I need more affection. And I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit when I'm talking to you guys about these I statements. This is what it looks like right here. I need more affection. I am feeling disconnected. That's my goal. So when I come to him, this is the information that I'm bringing his way. Now, he hopefully will take that information and do something good with it. But again, that's his choice. I can't control that, nor should you try to control that with your spouse or with your partner. So ask yourself, what is your goal? And then work toward that one goal. Talk about that one thing. Try your best not to get off on rabbit trails. Try your best to stay on topic. It's so easy, you guys, when we're having conversations to to start going off on tangents about things that don't matter. So I could go to Sean and I could start talking to him about me feeling disconnected. And all of a sudden, we're talking about why he spent too much money in his fun account and our budget. And I didn't get to spend that much money on my fun account. How much? you, You know what I mean? Like, am I in anybody's house? And so stay on topic. Don't allow yourself to get off on all of these tangents, because remember, you have one goal. Now, finally, and this is going to be, it's going to seem like stupid simple, but I'm telling y'all it works. I alluded to this at the top of the podcast, and I'm going to come back to it because it's so important, you all, that you pray for wisdom, that you pray. Now, y'all might be listening thinking, well, I don't pray. Maybe you're not a Christian. Listen, I'm going to tell you a secret. The key to your communication problems is talking to the best communicator of all time. Talk to the Lord. Tell him about your troubles. There was an old song we used to sing growing up. 
I'm going to have a little talk with Jesus. I'm going to tell him all about my troubles. Some of y'all need to have a little talk with Jesus. Some of you need to ask him for his wisdom. You see, he only knows all of the truth. We know in part. We know our part. We know the little part that we feel offended about. We know like our view, our perspective on the problem. But God knows the whole problem. He sees your view, your partner's view. He sees the whole thing. And so when you go to prayer and you say, God, first of all, you go humbly. Lord, I might be wrong here. I might be a part of the problem here. But I'm coming to you and I'm asking you that you would give me wisdom on how to approach this topic because why? Not I want to be right. I want to be heard. But I want this issue resolved because this issue is standing in the way of our unity, of our oneness. So I need you to give me wisdom so that I can know how to approach my spouse, my partner, my whoever with what they need to hear. And so that we can come to a good resolution. So there are a couple phrases that I use a lot. I was actually just texting uh, one of our church members and I told her, I said, I'm going to be praying for you and your husband that you would have. And I say this all the time, tender hearts and open ears, tender hearts and open ears. When you pray for yourself, you need to pray that you would have a tender heart and that you would have open ears. When you're praying for your spouse or your partner, God, I pray that you would give him or her a tender heart and open ears. Because if we don't have open ears, and here's a little teaser to next week, we're talking about being a good listener. If you don't have open ears, then you could just go ahead and hang this whole thing up because your communication is not going to be successful. So remember this little phrase, before you say, pray. Before you say, pray. That means before you speak, pray about it. Pray that you go into the conversation with the right motives, with a tender heart, and with open ears. So that's a lot of prep work to do. I understand that, but I'm telling you that it's worth it. And this doesn't have to take hours. I mean, you can ask yourself real quick, okay, what is my purpose here? Why do I want to have this conversation? Think about that. It might take you 60 seconds to think about it. Then ask yourself, okay, what time is it? All right, is this a good time? Okay, yep, this is a good time. Then ask yourself, okay, what's my goal? What do I want to resolve here? What what do I want to come out of this conversation feeling? Okay, great, there's my goal. I'm going to stay on that one topic. And then pray. doesn't have to be a 15, 20-minute prayer. It could be a 60-second prayer. So this doesn't have to take a lot of time. And when you get into this rhythm... It is going to help you to be able to go into conversations with a clear head, with a tender heart, with one goal, with one purpose. And hopefully when you do this level of prep work, the person on the other end of your communication is going to feel honored and they're going to feel safe enough to engage in a conversation with you so that you all can come to a healthy resolution. So if you need for me to recap all of that, you need to either hit rewind or you can go to the show notes of this podcast realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 84. And I will have all of these points listed for you there. And if you are not already subscribed to this podcast, would you please subscribe? When you subscribe to the podcast, it actually gives you a notification and you can get the podcast downloaded to you just like magic. There's nothing that you need to do. We release new episodes every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for some of you, you listen on Tuesdays. For some of you, you listen throughout the week. Doesn't matter when you listen. All that matters is that 
that you listen. So thank you all so much for being on the podcast today. I pray that you have an incredible week, and I would love to hear your testimonies, your stories of how your conversations changed for the better because you did some of this prep work in the beginning. Here's to having great conversations. Here's to tender hearts and open ears. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Hi, friend. Are you stressed? maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too. Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.